Welcome to the Cap City Offers Podcast. This is episode 244. You've got Chris and Brian, and today we're going to talk about getting prepped for the upcoming training season, um, competition season, going to the range with your buddies season. Yes. Um, yeah, this should be airing or being initially released somewhere around the end of January 2024. Um, that puts us about a month out from when the weather gets to be nice enough that going to the range is something we get excited about. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not that there isn't things to get excited about when it's 10 degrees and snowing sideways, um, but it's a lot more fun when it's 65 or 70 and you got Absolutely. good light and everything. Uh, yeah, so just some of the stuff we do to get ready for that, and we'll go from there. Absolutely. So you're you're sitting at home, you're hopefully nestled by the fire or, or something like that and enjoying this. But like Brian said, at some point in February, there's going to be a nice weekend day where you go, crap, it got warm today, um, and it's going to go back away. And then there'll be another one in early March, and then there'll be another one come along, and the next thing you know, we're back into Ohio, and it'll be hot and humid. Uh, so definitely, uh, you know, we're, we're just thinking ahead to right now, what are the things we want to have lined up so that when that nice day does pop up, we can grab our gear and go. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we're just going to run through some stuff that you might want to just kind of maybe a tickler file mental checklist to run through and say, hey, I need to pick up this, that or the other. Maybe it jogs your memory um, as much as it will ours as we're listening to this, too. So um, first things first, ammo. Yeah, get it, get it now. Hopefully, yeah. it's available. <laughs> yeah, hopefully things haven't gone weird again. Again, we're a little bit ahead of this right now, um, but you know, if you're, you should be checking. You know, some of the, some of your local retailers. You know, uh, we've had really competitive prices on things like nine millimeter and five five six because it's all stuff we bought before everything blew up in Israel um, that we're burning through. And hopefully, as you hear this, there's some of that left. Our prices have normalized to some extent. Um, I don't think we're going to get back down to the Trump days of 30 cent around 5.56 and 20 cent around um, nine millimeter, but who knows? Um, yeah. Maybe maybe we're getting close again. Um, but you know what? If you if you didn't buy ammo for Black Friday, um, if you didn't get ammo for Christmas, um, if Mama hasn't turned you loose yet with the loose yet with the credit card to go stock up a little bit, now's probably a good time to look at picking up a couple cases of whatever it is you burn through the most and getting ahead of that. Yeah, one of the things to do, you know, if you think about how many range sessions you do a month, um, be that training, competition, sure, whatnot, um, you know, think about number of range sessions times number of rounds per range session, um, and then multiply that by 12. Yeah. And that should give you a yearly ammo burn rate, and then try to, I would try to get that squared away now. Yeah. Um, going into the election, along with all the other geopolitical goofiness. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, having ammo available definitely makes things better. Yeah, I mean, I think about, you know, for me, I'm on the range at a minimum of twice a month. Um, and generally, I allocate, you know, 250 rounds as a minimum for each one of those trips. That's 500 a month. That's 6,000 rounds a year, six cases of ammo. And I try and stay ahead of that. I try and have most of that on hand um, because when things do fluctuate, weird things like elections. By the way, there's an election coming up in 10 months as you're listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, hold on tight for that one man Gavin Newsom has really nice hair I think I'm going to vote for him because he's pretty um, but yeah you know it's your, your, you know, so like I said you know like Brian's saying do, do some matherology you know maybe do a spreadsheet something like that figure out what you got to do to get ahead of that same thing with 556 uh, I don't shoot anywhere near as much 556 um, especially organized training yeah. uh, but I do tend to go through and tinker with stuff and when I tinker with stuff I feel like I need to go out and re-zero, confirm zero, make sure everything works. 
Um, if you guys listen to you know previous podcast had a, a gun that I tweaked and, and changed around and didn't want to work. So you know I'm gonna burn you know probably 50 rounds just playing around and just seeing where it's at. And then I'm gonna once I confirm zero, do all that fun stuff, do some fam fire again with the gun. Then I'm probably gonna run two or three hundred rounds through it to make sure that the changes I made to the gun actually work. Yeah. I'm going to get it hot and play around it and do that kind of stuff. So if you've got guns that you tinker with or that you've reset something over the winter, maybe you got a new optic, new scope, don't forget about getting you know the rifle ammo as well to confirm that. Um, and maybe your hunting gun took a spill this winter. Uh, we did have one of our customers who dumped a rifle out of a, out of a deer stand and broke the stock on the gun. He's you know So he's going to be replacing some pieces, parts, getting Humpty Dumpty put back together why not get that gun set up first thing in the spring so you know it's ready to go so when deer season rolls around you can go fire one yeah. or two rounds instead of worrying about oh crap i got to remount this scope re-zero the gun blah 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 blah. do that stuff you know early on in the season and get it out of the way um it's still shooting so it's still good practice for lining up the sights and pressing the trigger even if it's off a bag to zero something might be a good way to warm up back into the season but prep it before it's time kind of mentality yeah yeah um a lot of folks over the last, I'm going to say three years, COVID into now, um, have purchased AR lowers, maybe a strip lower, maybe a complete lower. Um, do you have that gun put together? If you're going to do multi-gun, you know, what stuff do you not have on that gun? And if you bought a complete gun, do you have your optic? Is it ready to go again? Is it mounted properly? Maybe you threw it on the gun in haste to be able to use it this past summer, this past fall, whatever, in 2023. If you got a competition season, hunting season coming up, or it's something that you might potentially grab in extremis, and you did not, you know, use blue Loctite, you did not confirm torque values, etc. I know it's a pain in the butt, and it costs you money and ammo, but go pull that optic, remount it properly, use Loctite if it's indicated, use proper torque values if it's indicated, and and then go reconfirm your zero. If it did change, it probably didn't change much. And again, you're prepping, you know, get all that stuff prepped and ready to go. And if you keep a dope book for your guns, because you keep a dope book for all your rifles, right? I mean, you have a you have a right in the rain note. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Unagi. Yeah, uh, Brian just pointed at his at his at his, at his cranium, at his dome, saying, "Oh yeah, it's all up here." Um, and again, these are all things that come from recent relevant conversations yeah. on the range. Man, I haven't shot my MPX in a long time. I think I have a fifty yard zero. There's your dope book. Yeah. Right. Go check your dope book. Um, actually pulled a dope book on a gun that I had some trouble with. Twenty two hundred rounds through the Scorpion. Yeah, you never cleaned it, have you? Fourteen hundred suppressed. I've never cleaned it. <laughs> I know. I know it was zeroed with Federal HST one forty seven grainers at fifty yards. Uh, I know that, and I can tell you the date too because I had that in my dope book, but I had not cleaned it. And if you shoot a CZ Scorpion through 2,200 rounds, even if you keep it wet, um, she'll start to choke and do funny things. Yeah. Uh, just, just as a little side note, especially with 1,400 rounds suppressed, I think that's pretty good. Yeah. I think that's pretty good. So it's a testament to that platform. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. would, I would say, you know. So yeah. So again, you know, you have a notebook, right? You know, maybe you're looking at picking up a couple right in the rain notebooks. CapCityOffitters.com, 4465 Cemetery Road. Uh, right in the rain products usually in stock. Come and go. Um, but stop in and pick a right, pick up a right in the rain notebook and yep. a DACA pouch to put your right in the rain notebook in in your gun case. Um, you know, Blackhawk cases in stock most of the time. Some hard cases laying around. Whatever. How are you store your gun, drag it around? Get that dope book. Get the DACA pouch. Put in 
sight adjustment tools put in whatever small little wrenches you need screwdrivers yeah. you need to adjust the sights adjust your optics that kind of thing if there's a takedown tool for the gun put that in a pouch but get all that stuff ready to go now per weapon system yeah yeah um so do we want to i mean kind well, of that's, that's the biggest intro ever um, do we want to like talk about rifle stuff to get ready and then pistol stuff or just kind of freestyle it, baby? Yeah, to go along with, you know, making sure your optics properly mounted. Yeah. Everything else that's on the gun needs to be properly mounted too. Yes. So sling mounts, um, vertical grips or hand stops. Yep. Lights. Um, anything check, anything check that's tight, threaded. Yeah. Yeah, you want to have um, Loctited with at least blue Loctite, yep. possibly red depending on what it is. Yeah, blue is number 242. Um, yeah, sparingly use red, uh, or judiciously use red. Yeah, in uh, the right place. In the right yeah. places, uh, but everything should have some kind of Loctite on it. Yeah. And then properly torqued. Make sure that stuff hasn't loosened up. Yeah. Um, yeah, fasteners do weird things with lots and lots of vibration cycles, yes. which is what guns do. Um, they create lots and lots of vibration cycles. Uh, putting paint, paint marker witness marks. Yes on things um, will not get you killed in the streets. Yeah. Um, well, but but my, my camo, but my camo, it'll mess up my camo if I have blue paint marker or silver paint marker or whatever visible. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. It NRO won't. might be able to see it, uh, <laughs> but Charlie won't. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. I'm going to use that. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, paint marker stuff. Actually, as I was going over the CZ and looking at the, my little scorpion, looking at the dope book, um, I was... I actually had a real quickly noticed, oh yeah, blue paint marker. Yep, everything's tight, everything looks good. Um, you know, if you don't have the paint marker stuff on your gun, go through with the right wrenches, the right hex keys, whatever, and just turn everything a little bit. See if you can turn it a little bit. If it turns, you know, you know it was loose, fix it and yeah. go on. Um, and again, this is all stuff that you're doing, hopefully when you're sitting around, you know, by the fireplace or whatever, you know, just chilling, you know, have, taking it easy great time to go through this kind of stuff rifle wise couldn't agree more um check everything check I, I will i will say just be super super cautious red loctite is not indicated in very many places but you can get away with blue loctite everywhere yeah blue loctite is not elmer's wood glue go watch a video on how to apply it clean the threads on everything with acetone with alcohol with whatever and put that single little drop on there and then run it in it'll do everything you need it to do Heaven forbid you ever have to take it apart um, if you freaking put it on there like you were gluing your kid's freaking tongue depressor structures um, together with it, you you will likely curse yourself. Uh, I just had to come to Jesus with that here recently, taking something apart that I overdid it with. So use the correct amount. Use it the way you should. Yeah. yeah. Um, slings. Definitely check slings. QD sling swivels. Um, they will corrode the little detent balls. And the spring yeah. systems, um, you know, once a year, as you look at those little detent balls, check them for function. You can press on them and see that they work. And I'm not talking about the one on the ex external. I'm talking about the one that's on the male part of the stud that goes into the female part of the gun. Um, you know, and put a drop of put a drop of your slip 2000 on those. Um, it'll stay there if you're using like EWL. It'll stay right in place. No big deal. Yeah. It won't attract a lot of goop. But put a drop on each one of those little detent balls. Kind of rub it in and then push that detent button on the outside, the release button a few times to make sure everything's functioning properly. And, and then you'll be good for the next year, more than likely, unless yeah. you're caught in an absolute downpour or something like that. Um, if you put 
stuff like cat crap or any kind of lens coat on your optics lenses and stuff like that to keep them from fogging or to help water run off of them. I know guys who say they use Rain-X. I know guys who say they use um, cat crap. I know guys who use some other stuff like that to include flashlights. Uh, you know, take a moment to put stuff on the flashlight so that when you go shoot it, maybe you'll get lucky and get to do some low light before we get into spring, summer. Um, you know, prep those lenses, prep the lenses on your optics and, and do all that kind of fun stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, did I mention clean your gun? Yeah. I got smacked yeah. with that twice. So. Yeah. Good opportunity too to change out batteries and optics, uh -huh. uh, flashlights, get yeah. everything charged back up if it needs recharged. Yeah. Yeah, most All of the kind of most of the rechargeable batteries will hold a charge for a freaking decade. Yeah. Well, years anyway. Um, you know, so why not take you know a day, throw them in the charger for the day, and put them back in whatever, and make sure everything's queued up and ready to go. Yeah. Same thing with your spares. Your spares really shouldn't lose much charge over time, but most of your chargers will tell you the condition of the battery. Um, you know, throw it in and see what it does. Make sure everything's good to go. Um, I don't know what would cause them to go bad, but heat interaction with something, who knows? Yeah. But it's it's cheap to double check if you're doing that for that day. Yep. Um, jump on that so yeah uh, with rifles um, maybe you know I'm reluctant to say this but maybe this is you know the one time a year you scrub the bore down real good and maybe use some like sweet 762 or some kind of copper remover um, you're once a year I just hate decoppering a bore yeah. on a gun until it starts shooting like crap um, but having said that you'll refoul it within the first probably 50 or 100 rounds anyway so it's not that big a deal um, but, but again, make a note that you did it. If you go ahead and you decopper your barrel, um, and really do that good deep down scrub, uh, that when you go to the range and realize, Hey, it's not shooting exactly where I want. You see the note that you scrub the bore, most ARs and stuff like that. I don't think you're going to see enough change of point of aim, point of impact. If it's your PRS gun or a truly accurate gun, then you may notice a significant degradation of accuracy until you refoul the barrel. Um, and so if you're a PRS guy, you probably already know all this stuff, but if you're, you know, a regular AR guy who beats on ARs or, or AKs or whatever, yeah. um, understand that it may change things up a little bit, but you should have notes on that in that dope book that you have in the docket pouch in your case yeah. with your gun. Okay, cool. Um, shotguns. What? What's a shotgun? Clean it. I don't know. Run something through the bore, make sure it's not rusty. Um, if you can take the action apart, take the action apart, blow the shit out of it, brake cleaner, I don't care, WD-40, nobody gives a shit, just do whatever you do to clean your shotgun, I guess, if it's something you rely yeah. on, you know, um, and then, you know, wipe it all down, put it back together, get it ready for your function check, and then put it back in the corner of the safe and hide it from people so they, so you won't be embarrassed when they see it and whatnot, because shotguns are silly. Yeah. Yeah. Pistols. Pistols, uh, yeah. Good stuff. Again, clean it. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Clean it. Clean it. Clean it. Um, Lube it. Batteries. If you are running an optic on your pistol, you know, putting a new battery in it's probably a good idea. Yeah. Um, if you're running a Glock, you know, things like trigger springs, recoil springs, uh -huh. uh, probably a good opportunity to get those replaced. Yeah, Gen, Gen um, 5 on, guns. You know, where um, you're at on round count. Exactly. And if you, again, if you had a dope book in your range bag or in the case, in a DACA pouch, in the case with the pistol, um, you might, maybe you keep track of that stuff, maybe you don't. With handguns, I don't so much anymore. I have in the past. I generally have a ballpark idea um, that I lose track of probably about once a year, but I know from buying ammo how much I've run through it. Um, check the manufacturer's specs for your handgun. Google. Um, 
things like recoil spring assembly replacement uh, for service. Um, Gen 3 Glocks, 5,000 round part. I think Gen 4 and Gen 5, 7,500 round part. Um, trigger return springs, Gen 3 Glocks, 5,000 round part at most. Um, some people even replace them like every 2,500. It's a relatively cheap part. Um, and it's, not, it's, it's a pain in the butt to replace, but it's not that bad. It's still yeah. only a Glock. Um, Gen 5 trigger return springs, I think, are 10K. But check on that. Again, Google that because they went to back to the New York style connector. Um, I'm sorry, trigger return spring. So uh, a little bit different system, a little bit easier to live with, a little more durable. Um, the new Glock performance trigger, I don't know what the specs are on it, but I, I got a guy I can ask. Um, so check on that too. You can probably Google that as well. But those kinds of things. Service life on barrels, I don't care about. You're probably not going to shoot out a barrel on most common handguns. Your Mark 1 Mod Zero shooter is not going to do that. Um, but there's internal parts you can Google and, you know, see if you can, you know, stop by, you know, someplace local that has Glock parts in stock to some extent or, you know, whatever and, and pick up some of those parts and refurb that kind of stuff and make sure it's ready to yeah. go before the season. Um, flashlight batteries. Yeah. Optic batteries. Um, flashlight attachment rails. If you're running an X300 yep. Alpha model, um, check to make sure that the little rail things haven't wobbled themselves loose. Yes. Because they tend to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially if you changed any of the plates. Like if you run most of those X300 show up with a, a Glock U style mount. And so when you get into the U mount, um, you know, you probably haven't messed with it or changed it or taken it out or anything like that. And the reality check is from the factory. It had some kind of thread locker on those six little screws. Um, but if you change one of them out, you know, touch those screws real quick and just make sure that they're still tight. They will work loose if you didn't use the included thread locker. Um, and same thing, I don't know, with the Bravos, they have the same, there's still a mounting system there. Confirm your screws, that screw is tight in that nut plate. Um, and again, that might be a good place for a little drop of blue Loctite, you know, just to confirm that it's there. You're not yeah. worried about zero or maintaining zero, you know, so maybe run it out, put a little drop of blue Loctite, re-Loctite it, run it down and go on. Um, but yeah, there's definitely some hinky things can happen with lights when they've slept too long. Yeah, same thing with holsters. Um, yes. Any kind of fastener on a holster is constantly trying to work itself loose. Yes. Um, so yeah, <clears throat> blue Loctite on your connect on the threads for the fasteners. Yes. And then make sure that the little rubber compression washers that should be in there as well are in good condition. They haven't dry rotted or yeah. torn themselves in half or anything. Or just been compressed to the point where they're not functional. Yeah. You know, if you can, if you've got, if your Loctite's still good, but there's a gap between the Kydex or Bolteron or whatever, and that little washer, that washer's probably toast, and it, and that's affecting your retention consistency and whatnot. So talk to the manufacturer and see if you can get additional, um, you know, the little rubber grommets. If you can't, um, you can find them online, but you want to be careful what you buy because there's some crap online that doesn't really flex, and then there's some stuff online that's, uh, what's the crap wetsuits are made out of? Um, that's neoprene. like yeah, that's like neoprene. That's like almost useless. So yeah. you want to make sure you're getting you know the right hardness of, of rubber or polymer in there. Uh, but most the most reputable holster manufacturers, you can call them up, and I don't, they'll either sell you a small rebuild kit or they'll just send you the stuff. Yeah. So, yep. Uh, holsters are a biggie um, and mag pouches stuff like that. Um, the it's guys who carry really easy to overlook. Exactly. The guys who carry every day tend to kind of pre-flight their holster maybe you know once a week, once a month. Um, but sometimes you just forget or you get out of the habit or whatever the case is. And that's one of those things that you could have put stuff on the beginning of the year and it was already loose. You didn't know it. And now you got um, a yard sale in your trousers as everything decides to let go. So it can yeah. create a very unsafe environment as well. 
Yeah. yeah. Um, even more so if you're running a war belt or competition rig, um, you probably haven't been training with that yeah. all the time. So get it out, inspect it, make sure it's ready to go. And if you have, good on you. If you've been doing your dry fire with it, that's great. But you've also been putting reps through it. And because you're not out on the range, are you really looking at it? So either way, you know, kind of a mental note to run through that and clean that up. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, handheld flashlights. Uh, is there anything else in pistols? You know, clean them, lube them. Um, again, the EWL lube. I know the EWL is technically rifle lube, but it stays in place. You can put yeah. sparing amounts of it on the guns once once they're clean. So it might be a good time to detail strip it and clean the bore and stuff like that. Um, you know, uh, the the you know I, I'm I'm kind of on pistols. I'm kind of more of a bore snake kind of guy. Run it through yeah. it and go on. I don't scrub pistol bores very often in, unless there's a reason to. Um, but like we have the real avid kits in here and they all come with like the rods and the proper brushes and whatnot. So, you know, when the mood hits you to do that, cool. Um, mags real quick, rifle and pistol mags. If you shoot a lot and you have rifle and pistol mags, check with the manufacturer. If you have blued steel mags, don't put them in your fricking dishwasher. But if you're running P mags for your rifle and Glock mags for your Glocks or something like that, um, and synthetic mags. Take them apart, you know, maybe throw them in some soapy water, scrub them down, throw them in the dishwasher on the top shelf, not the springs, just the mag bodies, whatever. Clean them up um, because they, they do, if they get dirty enough, especially if you're running rifle yeah. suppressed, you will start to see issues with mags. Um, Glock mags in general, if I start having problems with Glock mags, I, I wipe down the outside and what I can get to on the inside without taking them apart. If I start having problems with them, I throw them away and, and use new ones because they're so freaking cheap. But, you know, if you're running SIG mags at 60 bucks a pop for a 17-round P365, um, yeah. you know, macro mag, I'm probably not going to chuck those. I'll see about rebuilding them kind of mentality. And I'll take them apart and clean them a little more diligently because they're metal and they can rust. So uh, mags, you know, top to bottom, take them apart and scrub them. You know, this might be – and that's a, that's a really crappy job. I would almost rather clean an AR than clean mags. Cleaning mags sucks. But it is something that I do find myself about once a year stripping down. Because I've got about 30 that I keep in the training yeah. bucket, usually loaded. Um, and so that's actually the crappy part is unloading them because I shoot them, reload them, shoot them, reload them, yeah. shoot them, reload them. And they just go in a little bag that I have that I carry ammo or loaded mags in for the range. And stripping everything out of them to clean those mags, is it is a tedious freaking, yeah. not an all day, but it's just one of those bullshit kind of things where you have a pile of stuff laying around. And then if you put try and put Gen 2 PMAX back together with Gen 3 parts. <laughs> Bad idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So don't don't do that. Don't don't be this guy. Yeah. So uh, range. What about like uh, range range safety equipment? PPE, personal protective equipment and range safety equipment. Have you restocked your range bag with D wipe towels or D wipe soap so that when you're done shooting Done yeah. loading mags and whatnot, you know, yeah, you check can check the batteries in your ear pro. Yep. yep, um, yep. If you're running the Surefire ear pro with the little silicon ear tippy things, yeah, um, those are generally good for about one season, yeah. and then the rubber starts to get a little hard and degrade. Yeah. Um, so you want to replace those. Um, yeah. If you got yeah. foamies or something like that, you know, get some new foamies. Yeah. Um, yeah, most yeah. most foamies are one-time use items anyway. Surefire does some new, some of their newer ear pro in-ear stuff does have foamies as well. Uh, that's something you're going to re want to replace depending on how much you're on the range. If you're on the range as much as we are, that might be a couple times a year. Um, but if you're you know on the range once a month, maybe it's a once a year kind of thing, chuck them or replace the foamies or whatever. Yep. Um, and the other thing about doing this in January, 
Um, if you do run over the ear, like electronics and stuff like that, um, and you notice like the, the foam surrounds with the rubber over them or the plastic over them are starting to degrade, um, it gives you time to get on Amazon and, and have a new set of 3M surrounds or a new set of gel surrounds or whatever sent to you. Um, and all that stuff is available on Amazon. That's, that's stuff that we don't generally stock, like the replacement pieces and stuff like that because they're too easy to get. Um, but yeah, you know, replace that kind of stuff. I, I've gotten to a point now where as I get older and I'm more concerned about my hearing, more cognizant of the fact that it's a chronic exposure kind of thing, um, but it's acute if you're stupid, but in general it can still be chronic. Um, I, I've really pushed the idea of just keeping up to date on those and I kind of replace them every year. I've got two sets of electronics and I just buy new foamies every year yeah. or new surrounds every year and go on. And that's more of a cleanliness and seal kind yeah. of thing. Um, but yeah, you know, all your, your uh, batteries for your headlamp, if you do any low light stuff, um, your PPE stuff, iPro, if your iPro is scratched up and you can't see through it and it's beat all to crap and you're missing one of the little rubber nose things so when you put it on it hurts your freaking nose, get a new pair. Like, yeah. You don't have to spend a billion dollars on Oakley's and, and go full Monty, but you know, go go get a decent pair. There's all kind of different options. Um, we have access to like Wiley X um, and a lot of the stuff from Magpul. Uh, the Magpul stuff, some of it actually doesn't look too gun the guy. Magpul stuff's really nice. And doesn't some of it doesn't look too gun guy-ish. Uh, most of it's polarized. Most of it works really well, and the price isn't ridiculous. So if you do bounce a scope off of it, or or you know you scratch it up with you know a piece of brass ding in it, it's not the end of the world kind of thing. Um, you're not spending 300 bucks on a new set of Oakleys or 100 bucks yeah. on a new set of lenses. So yeah, um, yeah, all that kind of fun stuff. Um, whatever tools you take to the range, if you've got, you know, if you're, if you're not, if you're using private property where you're running your own target stands and stuff like that, and you've got that box of stuff for target stands, vertical staplers, make sure you got staples, make sure you got staplers, make sure they're oiled up, cleaned up, ready to go. Um, and along with that spray paint for marking targets, for marking spots on the range. Um, any, you know, if you, I know some guys keep like a battery operated drill to repair target stands and keep that stuff going too. Um, you know, any of that kind of stuff, target pasters, all that kind of stuff, extra targets maybe, you know, see about getting that stuff lined up and maybe zero targets. If you get out there and you want to confirm something, it's nice to just have a handful of zero targets already in a box and ready to go. Extra Sharpies, um, you know, maybe a clipboard. So if you want to do take some notes and write some stuff down, you've got all that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, gloves. Make sure that your gloves you keep in your range bag are in good shape. Make sure yeah. that the, you know whatever hat you keep in your range bags in good shape, that kind of stuff too, because I put them away when I was all sweaty and nasty and didn't think about it and found them. And yeah, also make sure nobody's borrowing them over the winter. That happens too. That happens too. So, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, just talking a little bit about prep stuff. Um, we could go on and on and on about this, but it's because we spend a lot of time on the range. So there's a lot of stuff in our boxes, in our trucks, yeah. in our you know gear bags and whatnot that we're – just want to make sure everything's there, ready to go. Save you some trouble. And it's dead time anyway. If, you, if you're treating it as such, use it. Yeah. Cool. Uh, on that note, as we come across interesting things, we try to get them posted up to our social media. You can follow us along on Facebook and Instagram. On Facebook, we're Cap City Outfitters. On Instagram, we are Cap City Outfitters 2. On our website, capcityoutfitters.com, you can find information such as how to do an FFL transfer or how to purchase a suppressor via our storefront over at silencershop.com. Also on the website, you can sign up for our email newsletter that comes out on Fridays. 
or drop us an email to info at capcityoutfitters.com. We will add you to the newsletter list. Then we're here in Hilliard, Ohio. We're at 4465 Cemetery Road. Uh, we're in front of the Aldi's. We're directly next to Louis Fusion Drill. We're here 10 to 5 Tuesday through Friday and 10 to 3 on Saturdays. And we look forward to seeing you soon. Thanks for tuning in.